Come down to the little garden with me. Come go with me. Come go and see. You're listening to SGB Weekly. This is the show all about the 626 and the people who call it home. My name is Chris Greenspawn. I still say carry home. I have returned. Two years ago, I wasn't sleeping very well. I'm a radio journalist, and I was having a tough time finding outlets to put out the kinds of stories I care about. Stories about people doing something for the good of humanity, or at least for their own survival, and fuck the money, and fuck the likes. Stories about the marginalized, not for diversity's sake, but for their sake. These kinds of stories are harder to pitch than you'd think, especially when they don't take place in L.A. And those L.A. stories have been told. A lot. Me, I grew up around La Puente and Covina. Those were like the two sides of my upbringing, Mexican and white, seeing things from multiple sides. And there just seemed to be a different way of being in the San Gabriel Valley. I'd ride my bike to Avocado Park, watch the women on horseback, and check out the Buddhist temple across the street. The area was humble, it was mundane, and sometimes it was sad. But I loved it, and I had no desire to live anywhere else. So, the radio business fell into my lap while I was at Mount Sac. Once I started interviewing people, that was it. The look in somebody's eyes when they finally tell their story is why I keep doing this. The best times I ever had were talking about home, like when my friend Joe and I went up to the Rose Hills sign where his best friend is buried. But as I said, this stuff isn't an easy sell. Drug busts, car chases, violent murders, that's what sells. So at 2 a.m. on September 11th, 2018, I asked myself, why isn't there an SGV weekly? After a second or two, my eyes flipped open. Was there an SGV weekly? I jumped out of bed and searched to see if somebody already owned the domain. Nope. I bought it and went to sleep. Two years later, I finally took the leap and began producing the show. And now, here it is. SGV Weekly is a radio fanzine dedicated to our region's oral histories and current affairs. You'll hear from historians, skaters, rappers, workers, all kinds of people. For the first two months, I'll do the show every other week while I get the hang of things, and then in December, the show will go out truly weekly. So just hang tight. It's going to be a hell of a ride. From Alhambra to Pomona, let's go cruising around the San Gabriel Valley. This week's show revisits the days of MySpace for the SGV's punk rock essence. It turns out the San Gabriel Valley does have a theme song, but it doesn't have a title yet. I'm Chris Greenspawn. This is SGV Weekly. Now for some local news. The Pasadena Star reports support for Measure O, a half-billion-dollar bond for facilities upgrades in Pasadena Unified, is split between City Council and the Chamber of Commerce. The majority of the council endorsed it. Mayor Tornick said that the district's needs are dire and the tax hike to fund the measure would phase in slowly. The Chamber of Commerce uniformly opposed the bond, citing economic burden and lack of funding for instruction. Chamber President Paul Little wants PUSD to settle its building closures before asking for help. Enrollment and state funding are down, and some district officials blame the facilities. But not all members of the board support the measure. Some think the plan is too vague. The Tribune reports there's a new dog park in El Monte at Fletcher Park by the 10 in the Rio Hondo. 
It's called Fletcher Fetch. Supervisor Solis and Mayor Quintero were there last Saturday for a photo op cutting a ceremonial leash. Volunteers from Whittier's Southwest Carpenters Local 721 filled the park with bone-shaped benches and custom signs. Monte's pooches will be able to take advantage of off-leash areas, exercise equipment, water fountains, and waste containers. Worried about your mail-in ballot getting delivered on time? If you've got a free moment, drop it off in front of the county registrar's office in Norwalk. They have a giant ballot box at the curb and drive through early voting, too. Hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. until October 23rd and vary after that until Election Day when you're no longer voting early. But that drop box is open 24-7, so why wait? And you can cast a ballot for something less depressing, whose faces will be featured in the artwork at the Pomona Metro Station. There's an open call until October 31st to nominate Pomona's unsung heroes to be immortalized in a hall of gratitude at the future Goldline stop. Submit your favorite resident at PomonaPeoplePower.com. Winners will be announced in 2023, and the Metro will open in 2025. And that's some of this week's news in the San Gabriel Valley. When we return from break, we'll hear a forgotten gem of SGV music history. SGV Weekly is supported by Callback Yesterday, a new podcast in which John Raby explores somewhere in time, love, loss, memory, nostalgia, Mackinac Island, and time travel. If you're a secret fan of the movie, which turns 40 this year, own a time machine shaped like a book, and still talk to your dead loved ones, maybe this is the podcast for you. Call back yesterday with John Raby. John urges you to support SGV Weekly with a generous donation, like he did. Does your Instagram feed need more than thirst traps and cheese pools? Follow SGV Weekly for interview clips with everyday people and pictures of the rowdiest cars in the 626. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Rate and review the show to help us get it out there and make a better program for the San Gabriel Valley. Visit sgvweekly.com for expanded content from each episode and a link to our Patreon. Give if you can and support citizen journalism. Thanks. Now back to SGV Weekly. I'm going to tell you an important piece of SGV music lore. For the most part, you hear that and you're either thinking Backyard Gigs or The Gun Club. In this case, you should be thinking both because there was a band who brought those sounds together, and we're going to hear the story behind one of their most unique songs, Untitled 4. It was written by TU, who were from La Puente and West Covina about 10 years ago. They were the band that never quite fit in. They didn't play street punk, ska, or metal, but they did have solos and really long set lists. You could practically call them classic rock. TU were more or less led by their bassist and main singer, Noe Silva. I interviewed him about Untitled 4, thinking it would be a quick, easy song of the week idea. Just play a few sound bites over the song, be done in four minutes. But when he told me how he got into music, always going against what was expected of him in this place, and how the song encapsulated that drive, it started to feel like more than just a catchy segment. So to show you why Untitled 4 matters to the San Gabriel Valley, I want you to hear how it came to be. I grew up in La Puente, California, off of uh, Zenith and Gemini. Those were uh, small streets. Gemini is actually a larger street that kind of spawns off into more gangster territory when I grew up. 
is townsmanhood, heavy hood. So that's where I grew up in the heavy hood. <laughs> There's not much to do in La Puente besides skate and throw eggs at cars. But his older brother has something in his room that offers a way to get out of this monotonous existence and into his own head. A guitar. Silva tries to play it when he's home alone. I always wondered how he knew because I wouldn't do anything. Like I'd always have to like make sure everything was back the way it was. But somehow he always knew. And getting threatened and cussed at just makes it even more enticing. Then one day he comes home and finds a full drum set in his backyard. But there was no sticks, nothing like that. So I broke a branch. There's a tree in my backyard. I broke a branch off and I was using that to hit him. And like my brother came home. He used to be um, what they called an explorer in the like sheriff's program. Like if you're like a teenage kid and you want to go into being a sheriff or something like that, they'd have like this little youth program. And I remember him coming home in his full uniform and I'm back there like just banging on this stuff. And he like, it's so funny because it's burned in my mind. He handcuffed me and told me not to play his stuff. And the way he handcuffed me was my left hand to my right ankle. So, <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, I won't touch your stuff. I get it. I get it. Of course, the second he left, I'm like, okay, the drums are too loud. That's how he knew I was playing them. So he continues to creep on his brother's instruments for a few more years. And in eighth grade, he makes a friend who lives near Valley, less than a mile away, who wants to jam. But he wants Silva to play bass. There's one in my home, but I have no fucking clue that it's called a bass. I just think it's called a guitar. Finally, like, I think he showed me an album cover, if I remember correctly, and I think it was a rancid album cover or something like that. And he's like, that's a bass. And it clicked on my mind. I was like, oh, dude, I have one of those. Yes, we can make this happen. Fast forward freshman year. Now I kind of know how to play. Not really, but I think I do. Because I learned this song by Social Distortion called Lewd Boy. And I remember I, I listened and I learned how to play that song. And it made me think like, oh man, I can learn music now. Like all I have to do is listen and try. Silva and his friends Gabriel and Art get asked to play a keg party. But the other guys chicken out, and after the summer's over, they can't even jam together anymore. I got expelled my sophomore year for smoking the weed, and I'm going to a continuation school. I'm, like, grounded at home. Life is over. And I remember seeing this kid at my neighbor's house, and I thought it was my friend Eric. I haven't seen this guy since, like, I don't know, freshman year maybe? And I'm like, shit, that's him right there. So I, like, run out of my house. I go over there. I'm like, yo, Miller. That was his last name. I was like, Miller. And this kid turns around, and it ain't fucking him. And he's like, whoa, how do you know my name? And I was like, oh, shit. I thought you were my friend Eric Miller. He's like, that's my brother. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. You look like him. I thought it was him. I thought it was He's like, no, I'm his younger brother, Dylan. And I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, nice to meet you. How's your brother? Oh, he's good. You know, give me his phone number. And he's like, okay, here's my house phone. You know, like you can call this number. And I remember talking to Eric on the phone. And at the time he was playing guitar 
And he was playing like a lot of like Rage Against the Machine and Metallica and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, we should jam sometime, you know? And he's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'm down. And he's like, and then he starts telling me how he got into some punk rock bands because of a friend of his at his school. And I was like, oh, cool. Like what bands? And then he like lists like all my favorite bands. And I was like, that's awesome. We should definitely get together and jam. He's like, yeah, I know some of the songs. I'm like, what songs? And he lists like all the songs that I know. I'm like, dude, we need to get together and we need to jam. And I remember jamming over the phone with him and we played Kids of the Black Hole by Adolescence over the phone on speaker to one another. And there's probably a delay, you know, over the phone. But there we are like jamming away. And I remember, like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever because we're, like, jamming over the phone. There's a distance, and yet we're still making it happen somehow. I don't know. Probably not, but we're trying. When it came time for the solo, I remember stopped playing, and he's like, oh, I know the solo. And, like, I was just instantly like, oh, fuck. This guy rips. So sophomore summer right before we're juniors we start playing they ask eric's younger brother dylan to play drums with them because he somehow has a set and somehow he's already good here comes summer again and here comes the keg party once again and this time it's gonna happen when my friend, he's composing this flyer, he goes, what do I uh, call you guys or whatever? I'm like, I don't know, dude. We don't have a name. Like, we barely even learned these cover songs. Like, I don't know. And he like, it just dawns on him. He's like, I got it. I remember seeing the flyer. It's got like a little keg on it and it's got the address. And I think it was like 50 cents for a cup of beer or something like that. And then like in the biggest, boldest writing, it says... Noé and the Uglies. After that, they become a real band. They can't come up with a better name or a worse name than the Uglies, so they drop it down to just T.U. Silva gets a job so he can buy a PA, and his brother gives him his bass and a microphone. This is when T.U. starts writing their own songs. While everyone else sounds like The Casualties or Total Chaos, T.U. tries to be more like Bad Religion or really the Rolling Stones, and the blues become a huge influence. When I first learned that walking bass line, I was like, whoa, dude, do you hear this? There's like a scale in here. And Eric was so good at the time, and he was like really into like Jimi Hendrix. So it just naturally progressed to like, let's riff, let's rip and do these things. And with that, you know, you can build on that so easily. And that's what gets us back to where we started with Untitled 4, which comes a few years after starting TU. A few years of mainly just playing backyards and VFW halls where somebody knows somebody. But at this point, Silva's broken past a lot of things being told not to touch his brother's instruments, jamming with people who really don't want to be in a band, getting kicked out of school, starting a new band, playing his first show, and being a true misfit in a scene where everybody covers the misfits. 
Now, with Untitled 4, he shakes off even more of the limitations around him about what a punk song or a punk rocker is supposed to be. They record it with a different drummer at a rehearsal studio called The Hot House in Santa Fe Springs. Oh, man. Let's see. Untitled 4. I think that was an Eric riff. Somehow the Minutemen came into our musical vocabulary. And like those other punk rock bands that were like, wait, what the fuck is this? Like, this this isn't fast. This isn't distorted. This isn't what I was used to. That allowed for us to create that way too. Oh, suddenly we can take whatever that riff was that Eric had. We can take this and turn it into a song for us. It's allowed. is an idea of that magical talent that comes from out of nowhere. I think the very first lyric is, he was from a mountain. And do you remember that Jimi Hendrix tune? Uh, I'll stand next to a mountain and chop it down with my hand. It's the same concept. It's like, what? How the fuck can you stand next to a mountain and chop it down with your hand? Dude, you're like, you have to be huge. You have to be strong. You know, like, it's impossible. But he was saying that about himself. like the music itself drove the idea the lyrical content it's just like i can't believe we're writing this song this way it's got this riff it's got an acoustic guitar it sounds country at times it's got this other weird dynamic that's a little up in the beat that song was just so much different than anything we had done and that's kind of what those lyrics were about like that expansion of like, oh, it doesn't only have to be this way. It can be this. It can be that too if you want it to be. So that's why it had no title. Because we couldn't, how could you categorize that? Like, there was no way of putting it in a box. It's just like, oh, that's that one right there. Number four, leave it that. <laughs> broke up in 2011. 
Noe Silva went on to play in another local band called The Maru, and then numerous psychedelic hardcore bands in LA and OC. None of them ever attained any material success, but among those who know who he is, Silva is a very respected bassist. And Untitled 4 holds the entire essence of his career in music, a come-from-nowhere talent backed by drive and creativity that gives the San Gabriel Valley a deeper mark on the map of Southern California music history. Thanks for listening. Remember, for right now, we're releasing new shows every two weeks. In December, we go weekly for real. Our theme song is Carry Home by The Gun Club, courtesy of Manifesto Records. Our logo was designed by Felipe Flores. I'm Chris Greenspawn. This is SGV Weekly. So carry home. I have returned Through so many highways And so many tears <laughs>